What's up, y'all? Welcome to Practice the Podcast, where we fuse research and culture to help you develop the mindset, habits, and skills in order to live out your purpose with confidence. I'm your host, Coach Reese, and this is episode eight, and we're about to get into it. Let's go. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Practices are meant to be competitive. They're meant to be competitive. If your practices are more competitive than the games themselves, you're doing the wrong thing. Yo, if you are serious about growing personally and professionally, then this episode is for you. We are talking about the confidence and the growth partners that you need in order to really become your best self. So what I'm really calling this episode is you better get you one of those, not a chicken salad. We're talking about a mentor. We're talking about a confidant. So yes, you might want to get you a chicken salad, but today we're really talking about getting you a confidant and a mentor and some growth partners around you that are going to help you literally grow into being the person you were meant to be. First piece is somebody I respected. You cannot have somebody in your intimate village, uh, somebody who's a growth partner, somebody who is a confidant, if you don't respect them. Respect is the bare minimum when it comes to having these level of intimate relationships. Now, the past couple episodes, we've talked about relation spaces as a whole, right? And what that looks like to have people in your community, what it looks like to have people as acquaintances, and what it looks like to have friends, right? And the difference between the three. Now we're getting closer to you. And if you look at the, the photograph or the diagram of relation spaces, you'll see that the closer you get to you, the smaller the circles go and the more intimacy you have. And so it is very important if you want to become one of the best at your craft, the expert at your craft, a master at your craft, just somebody who is like sought after, who wants to be able to have um, a certain level of competency at your craft, you're going to want to have some growth partners, right? If you just want to be the best you, you want to be um, an accountable you, an integrous you, a high character you, like you really want to dive into being the best you that you can be, you want to have, com- you want to have confidants and mentors that help you do that. So, Today, we're going to dive into what does it really mean and who is it that we need in order for us to be our best selves outside of our friend group, right? Outside of the people that we follow on social media, like who are the people that we need in order to help us become our best selves? And I think those people fall into two different groups, growth partners and confidants. Yo, our song inspiration comes from the trilogy Destiny's Child. And the song we're going with today is called Girls. The reason why I chose this song was because of the backstory within it. It opens up with um, them talking to, I believe it's Beyonce talking together. We're like, yo, you look sad. You look like you've been crying. You've been going through it. Like if you need somebody to talk to, like I'm your girl, we're all girls. And the bar though is I'm your girl, you're my girl, we all girls and i need you to know that we love you and the reason why this is the anchor for today's episode is because it's important for you to know who you can talk to now the growth partners and the confidants that we're going to dive into today that's the premise that's the foundation you need to know who you can talk to it is important for you to know who you can talk to before you got to do the talking right before it even comes up right When you know, here are the people that I can go to, here are the people that I can lean on, here are the people that are going to sharpen me, here are the people that can hold me accountable, help me grow, all the above. When when it's time for that to happen, you automatically know where you need to go, 
right? You know who those people are. And so you also need these people to give you a reminder. And so I love that this song is saying, I'm your girl, you're my girl, we're all girls and know that we love you and we're here for you. We also notice when there's something going wrong with you because this kind of goes back a little bit to that strong friend, right? Like, are you trying to be that strong friend? Some of us are guilty of it. I know I've been guilty of being that strong friend, but the, the, the thing that I really want you to get here is this. Regardless of how strong you are, you need people, period. Regardless of how strong you are, regardless of how talented you are, regardless of how intellectual, um, how great you are at your craft, you need people. And some of the voices from culture that I'm going to bring up today remind us that we need people. Like, I'm talking about Oprah, Michelle Obama, Nipsey, Jay-Z, Issa Rae. Like, if all these people, P. Diddy, all these people need mentors, what makes you think you don't need mentors? All these people need friends and confidants. What makes you think that you don't? And I'm not saying that they're better than you, but if our most, our, our voices of our culture, the most, you know, richest and famous and great at their craft, forget their money, their ability to execute in their craft. If they need mentors and they need confidants, then we must need mentors and confidants. Simply put. And that's what we're diving into today, y'all. You need people that know the real authentic you. Like you need people that are going to allow you to be you and even test out what it's like for you to be you before you even put the you out to the universe. Does that make sense? Like you need spaces that allow you to wrestle and unfold and run your thought process by and your speech. And I have this idea like you need intimate, safe, psychologically safe spaces that allow you to be you and gain comfort in being you before you give it out to the rest of the world. And I'm talking about myself specifically right now um, as I go through a, a big portion of my growth journey. Like it's important to have spaces and communities and mentors that allow you to be you, that allow you to test out these new forms of you because you are transforming every single day. And as you're going through this mental transformation, you need to be able to run this by like, hey, I had this thought. Hey, I'm thinking about this. What do you think about this? And that's why it's so important to make sure you have growth partners and confidants that you're doing life with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Because as you transform, you're becoming a new, you gotta be able to stress test it. You gotta be able to throw this idea up against somebody. That's where that iron sharpens iron comes into play. And the other thought about this is if you're a leader, Leaders need leaders. Coaches need coaches. Therapists need therapists. Like there is no, there's a, there is no ceiling. There is no, I'm here. And so now I don't have to have this, right? Eat the best coaches, the best players, the best therapists, the best everything always is trying to figure out how can I grow and who do I need to bring into my intimate circle to help me to grow. Um, I think about, you know, LeBron, he's an amazing player, but he still needs a coach. You know what I'm saying? Kobe still needed a coach. Jordan still needed a coach. Sports is always one of the best ways to be able to, you know, show the value of having a coach, the value of having a mentor. So it's often harder for those who aren't in that arena to see the value of it in just your everyday life. And I promise you, this is not me trying to sell myself being your coach. Not at all. I'm trying to convince you to grow your growth partner circle. I'm trying to convince you to make sure or influence and encourage you to make sure that you are not doing life alone. I firmly believe that it's important for leaders to lead like a follower. 
I believe it's important for leaders to lead like a follower. If you spend time as a leader in spaces where you have to be a follower, I believe that helps you become a better leader. Because we talk a lot about leadership without talking so much about followership. And if as a leader, I'm not privy to what it's like for my followers to follow me or what it's like to be a follower, there can be a gap that can cause dissension between my leadership methods and leadership style that now may prevent my followers from actually being able to follow me. And then if I forget what it's like to be a follower, then that can make it really hard for those who are following me as well. And so if you find yourself in a leadership position where at, whether you're a parent, you're a teacher, you're a leader at work, it doesn't matter. You should be in positions in certain spaces where you are also a follower. And the reason why I think this is important is because it keeps you growing. It keeps you learning. It keeps you being a sponge and a student of the game, whatever your game is. And so leading like a follower, I think is a tactic. It's a growth tactic that allows you to become a better leader. It allows you to connect and be and empathize with your followers that much more. And so when we talk about our growth partners, growth partners are coaches, mentors, advisors, counselors, therapists. Those are your growth partners. The reason why these are growth partners instead of being friends is because there's a specific designation for these people in your life. The lines aren't really blurred. They're not really the same thing at the same time, right? There's your coach, your mentor, your advisor, your counselor, your therapist. Like your counselor and therapist is not your friend and your friend shouldn't be your counselor and therapist. Right. Like those are two very different things. We don't want to blur the lines. And that's why there's boundaries there with therapists. Like that's not my my, my therapist is not my homegirl and my homegirl is not my therapist. And it's important for you to know the difference between the two. Um, when it comes to mentors and advisors, you should have people in your life that actively just act as a mentor and an advisor for, for, for you, for your craft, and help hold you accountable for your growth, help hold you accountable for growing in your craft and executing this in a certain way, but also motivating you. They should be somewhere you're trying to go. They should be somewhere you're trying to grow. They should be able to teach you, I hope you caught that. They should be somewhere you're trying to go, and they should be somewhere you're trying to grow, right? And so, it's important to make sure if you are serious about your personal growth and personal development journey that you get you a mentor. You better get you one of these. What is it? A mentor. Shout out to uh, Tanisha Godfrey, um, old girl who went viral for saying you better get you one of these. It's a chicken salad superior. But I'm saying you better get you one of these. A mentor superior. And your mentor should be superior right? They should be somebody who is where you're trying to go, where you're trying to grow. Okay. The other reason why it's so important to learn how to lead like a follower is because you get to reposture your heart for humility, right? And opening up a space and saying like, I'm not too good. Like I'm not too good to learn from somebody else. I'm not too good to be submissive to the learning, the will, the way of somebody else. And I think this is important because a lot of times we think that leadership or we think that leadership is just a position and not a heart posture. Leadership is a heart posture. So is humility and connected to both of those is your willingness and ability to continue to learn. I firmly believe that you can learn from anybody, anybody. I don't care 
who the heck it is. I can learn from a five-year-old. I can learn from a 50-year-old. I can learn from anybody who may um, be in a completely different life, um, economic, socioeconomic, heritage, race, ethnicity, anything. It does not matter. I think that you can learn from every single person. Now, what you learn, that's different, right? But I think that you can always learn something because you can also learn what not to do. And there's value in learning what not to do. You may look at somebody and be like, not trying to be like them. Cool, study them. What did they do? What were their pitfalls? Like that becomes a mentor in a different way. I'm not saying go watch and guide them, watch them from afar, because you may not want any of that residue. But look at somebody and say, I don't, I don't want that life. And a lot of cats, really, when you think about it, as we grow up, we find ourselves not wanting to be like certain people and that becomes our motivation for being how and why we are. And that to me is like, it's like backsided destructive mentorship. I'm making this up right here now on the spot as I say it, but it's, it's destructive because we're focusing on what we don't want to be. But I think you can make it constructive because you can take that list and say, here are the things I don't want to be. Think about how many, you know, young men, and I'm just going to say young black men who say, I don't want to be like my dad when I grow up. Man, he was never, and it comes from a place of anger. Or man, I don't want to be like my mom. She was, whatever the case may be, is you may see somebody, and more times than not, it comes from, it comes from our parent, right? And catch this though, who are usually our first leaders? Our parents, right? So for a lot of us, we get a bad taste in our mouth for what leadership is like because of our relationship with our parents. So we often end up saying, I don't wanna be like you feeling your mom or your dad, and then you end up putting in all the raise and things, and I don't wanna be a parent like them, I don't wanna write. And then what happens is you end up becoming that thing. So again, one example I like to use as a hooper is I wouldn't tell a player to go to the free throw line and you think, don't miss this shot, don't miss this shot. Where you fix your mind on is where your mind's gonna go. So if you're saying, I don't want to be like this person, I don't want to do this, I don't want to miss this free throw, your actions in your body are leading towards that negative, destructive way. This is also the same when you're having positive mentor mentorship leaders in your life, right? It's going to help guide you in a positive, constructive way. And so there is value in knowing exactly what you don't want, but what I need you to do is reframe. Okay, there is value in knowing what you don't want. I don't want to be like my dad. Cool. Why? Because he was never there. So you're telling me you want to be a man of your word. Cool. That works for me. So and that's what we focus on. We don't focus on not being the dad who never showed up, not being the dad who was inconsistent, not being the mom who, who never showed um, empathy. You focus on switching it. You focus on reframing it and saying, I want to be this. I will be this. I am somebody is this because you can learn from everybody. And being able to see what you don't want to be, how you don't want to grow, how you don't want to lead, will tell you exactly how you do. So you reframe the sentence and then you make those values. Then you make those your staples, your anchors of this is the type of person that I am looking to be in my life. This is the type of person that I'm leading to be, right? And then you find people who match these characteristics. And then those become your mentors, whether you um, are mentored by them immediately, intimately, like you know them personally, or it's through a book, or it's through um, social media, whatever the case may be is, you then say, 
I want to find somebody who's going to help me be this person. Right. That's that's like that's the beauty of each one. Teach one. That's the beauty of leading like a follower. That's the beauty of humility. That right there, my friend. Is the beauty of humanity like that's the why like that's why I think humanity is so beautiful because right you've got the circle of life, but you also have this. It takes a village and it doesn't just take a village to raise a child. It takes a village, I believe, to allow healthy adults to to rediscover themselves it takes a village to allow adults to get healthy to live out healthy lifestyles and then be able to mentor other people on how to do the same but here's what the the biggest thing is before i go any further do know i ain't never talking about perfection so the one thing that i want you to know to never expect from one leader, from one mentor, from one advisor or coach or therapist or any human is perfection. And, and for dang sure, not for me. Right. And I think that that is a mark of a an amazing leader when they can lead with humility and, and admittance like I'm not perfect in one sentence that I think would really embrace or increase the um, humility and maybe even growth and, and um, accessibility for a lot of leaders is if they use the sentence, I don't know. A lot of cats is afraid to say, I don't know. I'll be quick to tell you, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know everything, but there's some things I do know a lot about, but there's a whole lot of stuff I don't know nothing about. And I still want to try to learn as much as I can. Right. And again, this is why it's so valuable to be in spaces where you are being led by somebody else so they can teach you something. It's kind of like that, that thought process where it's, if you're the smartest person in the room, get it, you're in the wrong room. But I like to say, you know, I like to switch things up. If you're the smartest person in the room, find one more room. Okay, find another room. Don't leave that room. You become a mentor in that room. If I'm the smartest person in this room, it's not my job to leave the room. It's my job to mentor the room, lead the room, coach the room, support the room, hold the room accountable, all that stuff for the room. I don't just dip out. But what I need to do is I need to go find another room that now I don't know nothing about. I know a little bit about, but I don't get in this room and I start running my mouth and trying to lead and try to, I just sit there and I soak. So you need a room, catch this vision. And if I, if I had a sponge with me right now, I would show you, you need a room where you can be a sponge and you soak all that stuff up and then you go squeeze it all out in another room. It's two different rooms. You go in one room, you get you get filled up all the knowledge everything right this is you being a follower you get poured into you get poured into i promise you i'm about to make a TikTok video of this joint later today um and then you go into another room and then you go you pour all that knowledge in into that other room that to me is the essence of being a great leader like that to, as you can see i got excited that to me is what it means to lead like a follower that to me is what it means to be a student of the game to be a leader, to be a learner, to be a scholar, to be somebody who has a severe thirst for knowledge and a hunger to know, but also to teach. Phew. All right. So as we talk more about growth partners, okay, your growth partners should have years of mistakes under their belts. 
like years of mistakes. And again, this goes back to the per per perfectionist piece. Like they should have so many mistakes under their belts that they're able to teach you how they combated those mistakes, right? Then your growth partner should be able to teach you how to avoid the mistakes that they made. That right there in and of itself, that literally is books, that's podcasts, that's masterminds, that's TV shows, that's documentaries, like all these things. Like we, I don't understand why as a, as a, as a human race, we literally like hate failure and mistakes and we shun it, but not one person got where they are without any of them. And so even if you were to say, I'm going to study all the mistakes that whoever you decide to made. And that is what I'm going to use as my own mastermind. I don't want to pay thousands of dollars for somebody else. Like I'm going to do that. Do it. I think that that'd be dope. Hell, I might do it myself, right? If you just study the mistakes and how somebody countered those mistakes, that right there is the lesson. But you want to do it in an area that you're trying to grow in, right? Is, is find a mentor who has made years of mistakes in different mistakes. If they're making the same mistake over and over, that's a different story. That ain't the mentor you want, right? But that's also a lesson. Figure out what the heck was keeping them from being able, it might've been their ego. It might've been their pride. And that right there is also a lesson. Uh, address your ego, address your pride, and then you'll be able to make new mistakes. So that's a growth tip for you, right? Make new mistakes. Don't make, this is a mentor tip. Psh, make new mistakes. Don't make the same mistakes over and over and over. You make the same mistake three times. Now it's like, come on, bruh. You know, but like make new mistakes. And this is where mentors come into play because you can call your mentor up and say, man, I'm, I'm making, I keep making the same mistake and I can't figure it out. Have you ever made this mistake before? Psh, absolutely. Here's what you do. Value, right? Like you want mentors who are going to be able to add value to your life and help save you years of mistakes, help save you incur 10 years of mistakes off your life right? Because they've already made the mistakes before because they're already where you want to go and they're already where you want to grow. So that's how you discover, like, is this a good mentor? Like, do they've got some um, age gap on me? Do they have some experiential gap on me? Do they have some financial gap on me? Like you and your mentor should not be right here. Like, that's not like, those are peers. Those are friends. That's your community. That's your acquaintances, right? Like there should be a gap between you and your mentors because they're able to teach you. They should be one, one to two at minimum steps ahead of you of whatever it is that you're trying to learn so they can go, boom, here's all the things that I did and I wouldn't do again, right? And that's something that we can learn from. And when you really think about it, mentorship is invaluable because of the foundation of mistakes. And it's not that your mentors have gotten to a place of not making them anymore. It's just that they're making new ones and they're making probably higher risk ones because they've built up that confidence that I can make mistakes and I can overcome them. I can make mistakes. And you know what this is doing? It's building their confidence, right? So you need confident mentors who are going to be able to pour into you and be like, no, you're good, right? Like they're going to be able to pump into you like, it's okay. I've made this mistake before. Here's how you want to avoid it. Here's how you want to go into it. Boom, boom, boom. But there was confidence built off it. So if you don't make the mistake and then find the solution, you won't be able to gain that experiential knowledge and experiential capital. That's going to give you the confidence to avoid it and then teach it to somebody else again. Right. But your, your mentor now is probably at such a different space 
that they're making different level, high level mistakes that are that are different. The risk is probably a little bit lower, if that makes sense, but the reward is probably that much bigger because of where they're at, depending on who the, the mentor is, obviously. But mentorship is invaluable because you can't like experience, there's nothing you can, you can't, you can't fake experience. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to be in a space and hear somebody talk about their experiences and give you game is an invaluable thing. And it makes me think about what I said on, on episode seven uh, or six maybe, or maybe before, I'm not sure. Anyways, the thought process is it's one thing to think about and think about the way you want to be. It's another thing to be the thing. So when it comes to mentorship, if you haven't already stepped into this new space or maybe you're in the space, you want to find a mentor because they're thinking the way, right? They're thinking the way that you want to be, right? So they can give you the mindset. They can give you the habits. They can give you the skills and teach you how to be able to, or they'll just spit the game out and it's up to you to figure out how do you execute that joint, right? I was listening to an interview with P. Diddy and one of his mentors, Ray Dalio, and Ray was talking about his principles um, of success. And it was so dope, number one, to watch Diddy be in a position of being a follower. And this is, I have the link down in the description. It's so important for you to like, even just watch this for 10 seconds because we're so used to seeing Diddy, you know what I'm saying, be up on stage, doing his thing, wilding out, uh, uh, getting money. Right, which is dope, right? It, but in this time, he was sitting there with a book open, mouth shut, listening. And that's exactly what I'm talking about is how often are you as a leader putting yourself in positions where you're sitting there, mouth shut, listening. That's what it looks like to lead like a follower. That's what it looks like to be hunger, hungry for growth. That's what it looks like to say, I wanna be the best I can be, so let me go out into all these other spaces and go find somebody else who's been where I'm trying to go because I know that I ain't gonna get there just with what I know. Because some of us may have hit a specific ceiling, but the dopest thing about the world is we were created for community and humanity, and that's why it's so important for you to get growth partners around you who will help increase your ceiling. They will increase your gap. Anyways, back to this. So Diddy's sitting there, and Ray's talking about his principle for, principles for success, and one of them is radical open-mindedness. Boy, radical open-mindedness. Here's why this was so dope to me. Was because we often are so closed-minded, we stunt our own growth. We are often so closed-minded, we stunt our own growth and prevent ourselves from being able to get the game that we need because we're too afraid to admit that we don't know. We're too afraid to even submit ourselves to somebody else because we don't even like the word submission. But like when you have radical open-mindedness, that is like, that, that increases your ability to ask the right questions, the wrong questions, stupid questions. Like, but the root of that is humility, y'all. The root of that is self-awareness. So when you can insert radical open-mindedness, that increases your creativity to say, who knows? Who knows what? Who knows what can come from this? And mentorship is a, in a mentorship relationship and a coaching relationship, 
um, even in therapy, it's a great place to have these dialogues and conversations because it allows you to be able to stretch and grow your creativity and your thought process. So I want to talk about the value of mentors. This week, we saw that Deion Sanders left Jackson State and is headed to Colorado, right? So he left an HBCU, was headed to a PWI, Pac-12, Colorado. Um, but I want to talk about him before he became Coach Prime. And as I was doing some research on Dion and his mentorship and being a mentor and why he got into coaching, he talked about in his life and in, in his development, he said he had admitted developing the persona that he did left him feeling lonely and suicidal. There's a persona that he developed in becoming prime time, right? Before he became the man, the coach that he is today. And he said through this journey, like it helped him find God, but he says, oh my gosh, he said he wishes he would have found a mentor. And that right there is the reason why I do what I do is because I remember at an early age, I wish I had a mentor. I wish I had people to pour into me that were consistently there that like saw me, the whole me, um, the every aspect of me and wanted to pour into me because I was thirsty and hungry for knowledge, but there, there wasn't really nobody around. And so I feel like there's a lot of cats out there, especially black, black and brown folks that are out there that are like, man, I wish that I really had somebody who I respected, who poured into me, who could check on me, who could really like help guide me. And to hear Dion say this, right? Like he said on his journey, yeah, it helped him find God, but he wished, he said it might've been easier. It might've been easier had I had a mentor who would have helped me along this journey a little bit sooner. You know, our quote said he lost $10 million in some time. How many of you were like, Psh. and that's what I'm talking about. He said not having a mentor in his life cost him 10 mil. So if it's costing Dion 10 mil, who can probably afford to lose it, right? Like how much is not having a mentor costing you? That's my question. How much is not having a coach costing you? How much is not having an advisor costing you? How much is not going to therapy costing you? How much is your inability from diving into your trauma and getting the healing costing you? Have you thought about that? What's the cost? You're counting up the cost of how much it costs to have a therapist, how much it costs to have a coach, how much it costs to do all this, but what's the alternative? How much is it costing you in opportunities? How much is it costing you in friendships, in relationships, in healing, in health, in loving, in joy? How much is it really costing you? Because you can look at the tangible cost of how much it has and how much it costs to have a, all those things, right? You're like, man, it's too expensive. Your purpose ain't worth it? You're telling me that your purpose ain't worth you getting the healing that you deserve? Your generational legacy ain't worth it? You getting the healing? You getting the mindset, the habits, the skills? Come on, man. Like this podcast ain't enough and I don't need to be your coach. I may not be right for you. May it not be right. But somebody needs to be your coach. Somebody needs to be your advisor. Somebody needs to be your therapist. You need people. You better get you one of these. What is it? A mentor? a coach, an advisor, a therapist, superior. You need to get you one of these, y'all. I'm telling about to come about this flannel. I'm hot because I'm passionate about this. We need people to pour into us to help us grow because we don't know everything. We can't see everything. And, 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 that's, and that's life. 
Leadership is invaluable. Mentorship is invaluable. Having a coach and somebody who can teach you is invaluable. Somebody who knows you, who can pour into you and he can help stretch you and iron sharpens iron, just all the above y'all. And if Deion Sanders can put a number on it, 10 mil, how much is it costing you? I ain't thinking about that and write it down like, dang. And again, you don't have to be primetime football player because your life matters right where you're at, whatever you're doing, right? So you equate that down to you. Like, is your inability to get the healing that you need and the connection, the growth, is it causing you growth opportunities at work? Is it causing you relationship with your friends and family? Is it causing you a, a lack of a better relationship with yourself? Is it inflicting more fear? Is it increasing your anxiety? Only you can answer these questions. What are you, how are you, um, enabling and preventing yourself from being able to do the things that you really want to do because you're not willing to get the help that you need. Like you gotta, you gotta check that y'all. If you're really about this growth life, you gotta check it. The other part about mentors that's so dope is they give you space to grow, right? Like uh, authentic, amazing mentors don't expect you to come up and be perfect because then you wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't need mentorship and they don't expect you to know everything. Also, they're going to fill in a gap. They're going to help you grow and they're going to give you space to do it. And that's one of the dopest parts about it. That's why you have to send yourself and get around these people. I think about like Shikari Richardson when um, she ended up smoking weed right before the USA trials or whatever the thing and she got in trouble. And one of the first things I'm admitted I thought of and a lot of other people thought of, I know they talked about this on um, another podcast that I listened to, I think it was um, um, the Athletes, I Am Athlete podcast, but like cats are thinking about like who was around her? Like who are the people around you that allowed you now again she's grown like we're grown we do we make our own decisions but at the same time it's like who are the people are, are around you that weren't like that blunt out your hand you know what i'm saying like you got to do tomorrow and this is kind of what dion is saying like i wouldn't have done so many things had i had somebody in my life that i respected that could hold me accountable and that's where and i could say for myself a lot of the mistakes that i've made is because i didn't have nobody around me to help hold me accountable to check me to all those different things and so when you open yourself up to accountability and, and 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 iron sharpens iron and allow other people into your intimate life that is when you're able to grow that much more because you're saying boom i'm willing i'm here i want to be honest with you i want to check in with you i want to grow with you help hold me accountable all of that so i'm not saying shikari didn't have any of that i'm just saying more times than not when cats make mistakes we often look at not just them but who is the people that they had around them that allowed them for lack of better words again people make their own decisions but allow them to make those decisions, right? Or that, or why is it that they didn't feel that they couldn't check in with nobody to be able to help hold them accountable to their values, right? To their personal integrity, to their character in the way that they want it to be. All right, y'all, so when you're looking for a mentor, here's some things that I want you to think about. What value can you also add to the relationship? What value can you also add to their life? Because if you're looking for somebody to be a mentor and you value them and you're like, yo, they could really help me out, then they most likely are busy. I love to say this all the time, bosses are busy. So if you're trying to reach out to somebody, you have to say, here's what I can bring to the table as well. Here's how I'm gonna help you grow. Can I, I can add this value to your business. Can I take something off your plate if you're gonna spend time with me, right? The other thing is, it's your job to reach out to the mentor, period. Because 
again, they're busy, they're doing things and you are responsible for your growth. And so if you want to be able to grow with somebody as a coach, a mentor, an advisor, whatever it is, a therapist, it's your job. You are responsible for your growth. So you got to reach out to them. You got to be consistent. If you slide into somebody's DMs, you say, yo, I love what you, I would love for you. If you could mentor me, here's how I can invite your life. Whoop, whoop. Then, then you got to follow up. So it's your job to be responsible for your growth. You got to follow up and you have to make sure that you're doing the, the reaching out and you can't take it personal if they don't hit you up. That just it is what it is. Would you like a mentor that reaches back out all the time? I think that'd be dope, but sometimes that's just not the case. And they're often going to say, I need you to be responsible. I need you to hit me up and then they'll give you the time. And then you need to cherish the time that they give you because Time is precious. And if somebody's going to mentor you, especially for free, then you really got to make sure that you're appreciative and grateful and then apply whatever it is, the things that matter, the things that make sense, right? That they're teaching you and actually so, show some growth. So that way they know, okay, boom, this is I, what I'm doing is really helping this person out. I was able to find this quote by Michelle Obama and she's talking about the mentorship that she was doing while Obama was in office. And she talked about this. She said, sometimes young people think that mentoring is just about, just show me the way, just tell me what to do. She said, I want young people out here to know when they're looking for a mentor, they also have to think about what are you going to bring to the relationship? Mentoring is, a, it goes both ways, y'all. Like you have to know new age mentoring because cats is out here working hard to get better and they're willing to give away their game. But the places that a lot of cats are giving away their game for free is social media through podcasts like this and every other social media platform. That's the free game. Now cats is like, if you trying to get more than what I'm already dedicated to this, you got to pay for it right? Or you have to take something off my plate. You have to bring something to the relationship. So the days of just mentor me because you want to add value, like those days are, they're gone, bro. Like just, just know that. So you got to know what are the areas that I can add value to this person's life. If you're not ready and you don't know how you can add value to somebody's life just yet, then you, I would encourage you to do this even if to find some virtual mentors. One way that I have virtual mentors of people that I can't have access to is um, I use my IG favorites column and um, where you can literally like tag favorite people that are your favorite profiles. And I have all of my virtual mentors favorited so I know when I go there, I'm getting inspired, I'm getting motivated, I'm getting educated, I'm being held accountable, I'm being challenged to grow. Like that IG feed for me is nothing but um, challenge and growth and accountability because it's all by my virtual mentor. So if you're saying, Coach Reese, I don't really know anybody yet, we'll, we'll start there. If you're not ready for a mentorship relationship, you don't know how you can add value, start with your IG feed or um, start with the book. Go out and read you know, a book from somebody. Go out and listen to everybody's podcast and listen. Listen to what these people are telling you, right? Whoever it is, if you're like, man, I'd love to be mentored by um, whoever. There's this um, program called Masterclass where they're literally taking people who are the best at what they do and have them sit down and giving you a masterclass. So again, you got to be responsible for your growth. If you're not going to be responsible for your growth, ain't nobody else about to be. You got to ask your question, how much is your growth worth? How much, what are you willing to do? How much are you willing to spend? How much are you willing to invest in order for you to get the growth that your purpose requires, that your potential requires? So if I haven't convinced you yet why you need a mentor, a therapist, an advisor, a coach, 
I want you to hear these benefits. Again, when it comes to a therapist and a counselor, it's different than a coach. Your therapist and your counselor is gonna be help you become aware of your inner child, your inner trauma, and help you get that intrapersonal healing that you need in order to grow in your self-awareness, in order for you to be able to ultimately um, it not just become the person you were born to be, but be able to live a healthy life because you would handle all the muck and mud and dealt with your inner child trauma, right? Like they're gonna give you the tools to help manage what you've become aware of. When it comes to um, coaches, or let me say this too, the other thing is with therapy, like people don't go to therapy for life sometimes, right? It's kind of a seasonal thing, um, as is with mentorship. Mentorship with some folks, it's seasonal. Do know that. It'll go in ebbs and flows in the seasons of your life. Some people may start off being your mentor and you may outgrow them, right? Because your growth and trajectory have gone somewhere totally different, which is awesome, right? Like sometimes it should be that. Like you might go and your mentor might stop growing. I've seen that happen. It's happened to me. You may go from being mentors to mentee to being peers, right? To vice versa, because life just happens. Um, and the same, you know, with your therapist, you may outgrow your therapist. You may outgrow the tools and things, you know, that they give you. And so, and the same with the coach, right? Like all of it, none of this stuff should ever be set in stone, nor should it ever stump your growth. So you should always be, um, uh, having a transformational mindset when it comes to this, but also be forward thinking and assessing, is this relationship still in the right space? Is it still pushing me and challenging me and holding me accountable? Does this relationship need to shift? Am I no longer getting from this person what I originally was getting? And it's not always a bad thing. Maybe the season is just changing. It just is what it is, right? But the things when it comes to being a coach like myself, I'm not a counselor, right? I'm not gonna help you heal your inner child and become aware of that. But what I am gonna do is I'm gonna help, one, put you on game as a mentor and a coach, um, but two, I'm gonna help you apply the game in a different way. I'm gonna help you develop the psychological mindset that helps you like develop the emotional intelligence, uh, attack that imposter syndrome. Um, what are the psychological like tactics and skills that you need in order to not just live out your purpose of confidence, obviously, but teaching you skills like legitimate skills that help you grow um, as a human i help train your inner adult how to live out their life confidently how to grow in their craft how to be a how a high performer not every coach is like me right all coaches are different but i can just speak from that perspective but the benefits of being able to be in these kinds of relationships that are not the same as your friends right they're not the same as your family um, they're not your community in your, uh, uh, your acquaintances. They are specific type of growth partners that you need around you to help you be your best self. Here are some benefits. They're people that you get to take your fears to. There are no, there are few better people than mentors and leadership and coaches to take your fears to and say, here's what I'm afraid of. Here are my thoughts, here are my feelings, here's my anxiety. And they, you can take these fears to these spaces and they are going to provide you with some type of reassurance, some affirmation, some clarity, some peace around whatever the topic is. There are also people who are gonna challenge your philosophy. Um, that's one of the things that I value the most about having these growth partners is here's what I'm thinking. Here's my philosophy. Does that make sense? Does it sound stupid? Is where's it coming from? Is it okay? Cool. Like if you don't have those, if you're just having intrapersonal conversations all day, you don't really know what's what you have to be able to get out of yourself and have these conversations with other people who are like-minded, who can also say, mm, 
or yeah and then when they say something dope then you're like I didn't even think about that right so they challenge your philosophy and challenge isn't always a bad thing it can also be a good thing they also hold you accountable for growth that's an amazing thing these people hold you accountable to growth they pour into you and they broaden your social capital Okay, this is why it's so important for you to get next to these people because they do all of these things for you. All right, y'all, I want to transition into confidants because I think that growth partners and confidants are some of the two most important people that we need or types of people we need in our life. A confidant is somebody that you're able to take your secrets to, you're able to take your full self to. They're somebody that provides a psychologically safe place for your 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 intrapersonal you your soul your being your mishaps your your failures and not in the same way as your growth partners which is why i want to put these in the same episode is because my confidants are more from a, a different personal stance versus where some of my growth partners are from a professional stance well my therapist yes she would be a confidant um, in a personal way where one of my mentors, he would be a, a growth partner as a mentor from a professional kind of personal way, but not in the same way as some of my other confidants, if that makes sense, right? Like all your friends are not all confidants. You're like, I would not tell her, right? These are the people that you know, it's a no judgment zone, hundred percent. These are the people who, you know, can hold a glass of water. The people who aren't right. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to shame you. They're going to give you love and embrace and reassurance and affirmation, but also hold you accountable. Confidants are the people that you share your secrets and private matters with, right? Like these are the people that you do your most intimate level of life with. They may not be family. Again, they be not, they, blah, blah, blah. they may be a family member who you're super close with and they're a confidant. They may be a friend or your best friend and they're also a confidant, but they're the ones who you are doing the thickest of the thickest of the realest of life with that you have allowed in your most intimate being because they are safe enough for you to go for them to go on your growth journey with you in that most intimate way different from your other friends right different from your growth partners and definitely not your acquaintances or the regular um community right so everybody deserves to have a confidant and here's a couple ways you identify them they create a consistent no judgment zone consistently you have noticed them being non-judgmental of other people right that's one way how do they judge other people but also of yourself right and of their self they have proven that and they've shown that consistently trust trust is like a fingernail if you break a fingernail that joint goes quick and it takes time to grow back and they've proven over time that they can be trustworthy with your information their own information other people's information they exude being trustworthy right they also have the ability to hold themselves and you accountable right and that's something that's really 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 important they're going to provide you reassurance they're going to provide a psychologically safe environment for you every single time you interact again they're human so it might not be every single time but you're going to be able to interact in a psychologically safe environment that allows you to know i can be naked here i can be holy here I'm gonna encourage you, who are the friends and the family members that you have that are also confidants? Make sure that you are investing in them because those people are invaluable. Make sure you are holding them down and they're holding you down because we all need confidants as we go through this life, as we go through this growth journey. I'm also gonna encourage you to find mentors, to find leaders, to find coaches, to find growth partners that are gonna help you be your best self because you need these folks.
You just, you need them, simply put. In the words of Oprah, you need to surround yourself with people who are going to stimulate you, inspire you, and lift you up, who are going to give you energy and not take energy away from you. When I'm done talking to my mentors and my coaches and my therapists, I feel like I've got some natural organic energy rising up through my body. Um, I actually have a session called Energy Giving Conversations. As a coach, I offer them, if you wanna tap in, boom, call me up. We can have an energy giving conversation. Let's get it. After I get off the phone with one of my mentors, oh my gosh, I am so jazzed. I'm ready to attack life. I feel challenged, I'm motivated, I'm inspired. Like the situations, the conversations, the spaces you get into, they should give you organic energy because they hit you on a soulful level, a soul-filled level. Like you feel so filled because your soul got filled, bar, right? You feel so filled because your soul got filled. And that's organic energy that you're only going to get from certain spaces, right? Because you're in a space that is speaking to you. You're in a space that is speaking to your soul, right? And so energy giving conversations for me are everything. And I strive to have them every single day in some way, shape or form, because they give me an organic boost. Like I just drank 10 different coffees and I'm ready to get after it. I'm ready to be challenged. I'm motivated. I'm excited to execute. And that's what it should feel like. And sometimes, yes, you're going to feel challenged in a bad way or sad, especially if you're coming from therapy, you'll need some time to decompress. Um, or sometimes you may feel overwhelmed, but at the same time, when you really get to the root of those feelings, they're good feelings. And there, there are ways that are going to help hold you accountable. There are ways that are gonna lift you up. There are ways that you can use as tools that you can leverage in order, again, to be your best self. And that's what this is all about. All right, y'all, welcome to our drills and skills. So now if you are listening to this episode, you're like, all right, Coach Reese, you've proven. I need to get me one of these. What is that? Not a chicken salad. We talking about mentors, advisors, coaches, therapists, leaders, we, you need it superior, okay? You need to go get some people who are superior to you so they can help influence you to grow, to be your best self. Here's the first thing I need you to do. Do the research. Go research and find who are, go research and find one. Go get you one of these, okay? Go get you one and, and research whether it is on Instagram, it's on Twitter, it's on Facebook. If you need to go to your university website, you need to go on your job, like go do the research and figure out how you can connect with one of these and get you something scheduled for the beginning of the year and say, once this next year starts, I'm going to have some growth partners who are helping me become the best I can be. And I promise you, it will be one of the best investments you can make in yourself, especially if you're gonna start the year off that way. Number two, solidify your confidants. I need you to solidify who are the cats that as you are going on this intimate journey that you have the ability to be your full self, that are providing this psychological safety, safety space, that are providing you with no judgment zone, that allow you to just breathe, right? That allow you to be that LMA naked, right? Who are those folks that you are doing life with? Number three, I want you to become a mentor. Every single person can become a mentor. And one of my best or favorite examples of this is Issa Rae. I love Issa Rae. She's just, she's one of my virtual mentors. Um, but she uses and leverages her platform 
to be a mentor and a role model for every every person that she can be, but she does it in a strategic way that also creates jobs for them um, and, and, and allows them to be able to become their best self and get mentorship from them through the opportunity she gives them. Now, you may not have to do it in that specific way, but you know something and you know someone. So become a mentor because we don't we don't need any more folks growing up and being like, man, I wish somebody uh, I respected looked out for me. I'm so grateful for the mentors that I either have in my life still currently or the mentors who are no longer in my life. Then I have mentors who are seasonal. Um, I, but there are some people that I know that I can pick up this phone and I can call right now and ask about any area in my life. And I will be able to get some game. And I am grateful for those folks um, who, have, and who have poured into me that have allowed me to even get to this space right now. And y'all, give back to your mentors, right? Like buy them some coffee, give them 10, 10, 15, 20, whatever. You know what I'm saying? If you don't got that, find how you can add value um, to these folks. But again, be a mentor because your story matters and you have gone through something in life. And whether it's with, you know, you reaching out to a young school, a big brothers, big sister program, a boys and girls club or whatever, but people are always looking for people to help mentor. They're always looking for people. Spaces are always looking for, for places to volunteer. So if you're like, I want to be able to center humanity a little bit better in my life and what I do, I know that I've gone through some things and I know that I could teach some people some things. Then go be, then go do it. Use your platform, use your social capital, use your network, use all those things to add value to somebody else's life. All right, so we have come to the end of practice and I want you to walk away with knowing, thinking, believing, being convinced and encouraged. I need you and hope that you are encouraged to have at least five people in your life, two confidants, at least two confidants, a therapist, a coach, a mentor, an advisor, right? Like I want you to be encouraged to make sure you have at least five people that are within your growth partners in your confidant space of life. So that way, as you go into this next year, you know that you are going to get the guidance, the coaching, the, the teaching, the wisdom. I didn't even talk about wisdom and knowledge. How dare I? Um, but that's one thing you're going to get from these people is wisdom and knowledge. And, and that's what you need. And again, you need folks like coaches, to help you apply that wisdom and knowledge that you may just get from your mentors. They may give you the game and you may need somebody else to help you actually apply the game that you got. Your therapist may give you some insight, but it's up to you to be able to apply it in some way, right? You are responsible for your growth, but it's also necessary for you to go out and find some other people who will take some responsibility in helping you grow as well. I hope that this episode brought value to your life. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Uh, I'm passionate about leadership. I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about people growing. And I hope that you caught that from today. This is Practice the Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Reese, with much love and admiration. I appreciate you. Until next time, peace.